For many years, British comics or funnies were a rich tradition that faded away due to censorship, politics, poor pay, the expense of publishing and an exodus of creators to America where they were better appreciated and got more money. A few titles survived, like The Dandy and The Beano and of course the legendary 2000 AD. But while 2000 AD has flourished in a market aimed at older readers, there has been little to crow about in the kids' market. That is, until a man named David Fickling decided that he didn't want to revive comics in Britain as much as restore them to where they should be. Today on Graphic Novel Life, we're looking at David Fickling books, the Phoenix comic, and getting kids reading. Hello, welcome to Graphic Novel Life. Get comfortable, get those headphones set, turn the volume up. If you're on the train, get ready, just heading home, settle down, block out the noise of everybody else. Welcome to Graphic Novel Life, the podcast passionate about graphic novels and everything associated with them. It doesn't matter if you haven't read one yet, or if you've read plenty, this is a podcast with everyone in mind. I'm your host, Jamie, and my job is to broaden your horizons, because whatever your age or preference, I aim to have something for you. The Phoenix, not to be confused with the X-Man, or should we say, X-Person, is a weekly comic from independent publishing house David Fickling Books. It differs from other weeklies in that it features no advertising, has a mixture of adventure, humour and educational strips as well as written stories, and it's also open to new things and new creators. It's similar to how comics used to be with its puzzle pages and fresh look. The emphasis is also on the homegrown talent and as I understand it giving them a fair shake which has historically not been the case for UK scene. It also engages with its readers, it treats them with respect as intelligent and worthwhile, and that you never get this impression that they're secretly laughing at you behind your back while taking your money. David Fickling Books was ostensibly started by David Fickling, and it was originally an imprint of Random House and Scholastic. Well, according to Wikipedia and various newspaper articles still on the internet. While with Random House, he started a weekly comic called the DFC, or the David Fickling comic. Though, while it was running, they used to invite uh, readers to write in and give alternatives to that, like Daddy Fish Calling. For instance, that's my own make on it, and it's pretty rubbish. Um, but I think they came up with some pretty ingenious alternatives. It pulled its talent from a variety of places, like the indie scene, uh, established authors like Philip Pullman, which is a major coup, and he is still a major supporter of the Phoenix. Um, the web webcomic scene at the time, which was really blowing up, and then, in addition, all these serialized stories were then collected and published in trade paperback as well. 
which is unusual because not many of the stories from the history of the Bino or the Dandy have been collected in such a way. Although that is changing with um, Rebellion and 2000 AD curating some classic stories. Now, a few ear, a few, cr beg your pardon, a few crackers from this era were Monkey Nuts by Robin and Lorenzo Edrington, which was incredibly funny on a, um, a monkey and a robot crime fighting team. And then the um, Adventures of John Blake, written by Philip Pullman himself, which was an adventure yarn in the classic vein um, of comic book adventures. Unfortunately, the DFC ended after 43 issues during the financial recession of the late noughties um, when Random House pulled the plug. But Fickling must be a man who believes that the Chinese word for crisis is the same as the word for opportunity. Instead of packing up, hanging his head in defeat and going home, he went independent. And a few years later in 2012, launched the Phoenix out of the ashes of the DFC. It was a bit nuts, as everyone thought the bottom had fallen out of the book and comics industry, but people were optimistic, cautiously optimistic, because of the things that they had already done in the DFC and how it could really be done within a, a comic that respected comics and the people who read them and worked in them. So, instead... It has survived to become the longest-running independent weekly comic at this point. And when we come back, we're going to look at some of the stories it's printed and the legacy it's leaving. David Fickling Books is a company that prides itself on being a family-owned independent publishers. And my impression of David Fickling himself from what I've read about him and seen in articles, is his commitment to quality and allowing people to express their creativity. One example of that is Corpse Talk by Adam and Lisa Murphy, a comic strip that hilariously um, resurrects historical figures, literally, to hold interviews with Adam's avatar. Uh, the Participants range from scientists to kings, lowly rebels to feminist icons. And amazingly, it's not always the obvious ones you think about, although there are a few of them there. I mean, Adam's avatar cracking bad jokes as he interviews each person is very amusing, um, as is the pained exasperation on the faces of his subjects. Um, but it also verges on the kind of inappropriateness kids love. I mean, digging up corpses and interviewing them. But another great feature is his uh, creative partner and wife, Lisa's um, colouring, which is faultless and beautiful, uh, just capturing the mood in the moment. Um, but that's, her skill is more apparent in their collection of folk stories called Lost Tales, which... Um, also reviewed in an earlier episode. Now, Corpse Talk is so unique and, with some irony, groundbreaking um, in that it has earned Adam Murphy a mention in the Times magazine as one of the influential comics creators to watch. Um, 
It was also the first comic book to be nominated for the Blue Peter uh, Book Awards, which is a quite a prestigious award here in the UK. Another great story that's come out of the Phoenix um, and is featured in a trade paperback is Mega Robo Bros by Neil Cameron, which is about two robot brothers called Alex and Freddy who live in a futuristic London. Um, it's action-adventure fun, but it's also very funny, particularly in its realistic portrayal of how their parents uh, cope with raising boys uh, but also raising ro super-powered, advanced robo-boys. Now, it is really well illustrated, really well written, and it keeps getting better now. Uh, it's third tra trade paperback, with the fourth one, I'm hoping, uh, will come along. For weird offbeat laughs, there are a few who match Jamie Smart's hyperactive cartoons in Bunny vs. Monkey, which is as simple and anarchic as it sounds, and Lushkin, the maddest cat in the world, who we, which we reviewed in episode 11. Both are no-snorting hilarious, and you have to have no sense of humor at all or have big personal issues not to laugh at either title. Uh, they are hilariously funny um, in a very offbeat, toilet humor kind of way. Um, the selling title for, for, for Lushkin is It Ain't a Party Till a Pig's Done a Farty, um, which just shows that mad imagination um, that David Fickling is so good at encouraging and promoting within the Phoenix. Some of the reasons why I personally love The Phoenix is that it promotes reading, but is also so appealing to all ages. I've handed out a few trade paperbacks um, to some friends, and the, the adults have come back and said how much they really enjoyed it um, when it was really for their children in mind, but just commented on how funny and innovative it is. Now, having them... In the house is great to prompt reading I think especially for children who might struggle with reading or find the process monotonous I mean I know I have a child who struggles with reading but um, struggles with reading novels and prose books and he's accelerated reading tasks but loves reading Peanuts loves reading Calvin and Hobbes and loves reading um, some of the Phoenix Presents albums I mean, I think the combination of pictures and dialogue is great for putting things into context for dyslexics, but also teaches readers to use their imagination along with the story itself. And, you know, recording this episode made me realize that I haven't devoted an episode or episodes to Lost Tales or Corpse Talk or Mega Robo Bros, though I have reviewed them for the Slings and Arrows graphic novel review site where I write reviews for, and you can go and see them at www.theslingsandarrows.com. I've decided that I'm going to rectify that by reviewing a few of these great titles for the show, including a new title from David Fickling Books uh, called Gorbra, the mightiest chef in the universe. And from reading the blurb, is Gorbra is a barbarian who is a master chef, but also a mighty warrior, though you might not always like 
the way he gets his uh, ingredients or what ingredients he uses. But the, it's that wackiness of the titles and the imagination behind them that is, is what I feel makes the Phoenix work. It's not like the Pino and the Dandy, I feel, stick to a template, revive that template a bit and then rework it try and make it into a modern context and i think that's where they get spoiled where as the phoenix focuses on what works right now and encourages the um creators to work on that and you know on that note Thank you very, very much for tuning in and listening to this very homemade, cobbled-together podcast of somebody just rambling on about inconsequential things like graphic novels and books and stories and comics. If you enjoy hearing those things too and love rambling on about them too, I'd love to hear from you. So please leave your comments and messages. Especially if you've taken a recommendation and enjoyed it um, and would like to just comment on that. Before you go, please don't forget to click the subscribe button if you enjoyed the show and recommend it to your friends. I mean, Graphic Novel Life is available across a number of platforms thanks to the Anchor app, including Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify. And you can also follow me on Twitter for updates at Graphic Novel Lif. Have a great day, week, month. And if you aren't having one at the moment, remember there's always a good book and a hot drink to curl up with and make you feel better. Until next time, bye-bye.